Hi everybody and welcome to Growth Week. This is a monthly week-long conversation that is aimed at helping you grow intentionally in every aspect of your life. So wherever you find yourself today, this podcast will challenge you to take the next practical step towards your God-given purpose and potential. My name is Justin Doro. I'm a certified John Maxwell Leadership Coach and I'm also the lead pastor here at Word of Truth Ministry. With me in the studio is one of our ministry directors and co-host, Robin Aldea. Hey Growth Week listeners, we are back today with a brand new episode and we are so excited to share today's content with you. In case you missed yesterday's episode, we started speaking about the big I, innovation. This week we are talking all about innovation and it basically in the simplest of terms means the introduction of something new and so if you missed that episode I want to encourage you to go back and listen to it. The main challenge from that was that innovation requires us to become a certain kind of person, an innovative person and so we ended off by saying that in order to innovate you have to be transformed. Formed. And we shared the scripture, Romans 12, verse 2, which says, Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so this is all about innovation, transformation. And today we are going to be talking about conformity. In other words, not that you should conform, but rather don't conform. So So Pastor Jay, what is the big deal about conformity? What are some of the dangers that comes with conforming, like the scripture says, to the patterns of this world? Yeah, so Robin, we say that before the world started talking about innovation, God was talking about it, but he only used the word transformation. I actually did a quick study, and it seems like most people, when they talk about innovation, they end up talking about change in terms of transformation. So you can use the words interchangeably. So from the scripture that you read, Robin, we see here God giving us his idea on how personal innovation can take place. So we said we want to be innovative people. And if we believe as Christians, like we do, that we were created by God, we need to go to our creator and ask, how can we become innovative as individuals? Mm -hmm. How can we become changed or transformed? And according to his word, the first step, like you rightfully said, is do not conform. So he gives us this command that we have to stop conforming to the patterns of this world. And conformity speaks of behaving in accordance to the socially accepted or conventional ways. Mm. It's like the conventional ideas, rules, regulations, society norms, whatever it is. Conformity means that you are doing your best to fit in to that, you know, whatever narrative it might be. So the truth of the matter is that as human beings, we generally love to conform. We love to copy. So when I join a new society, new environment, new school, new workplace, I'm quickly going to look around, adapt, imitate, copy what everybody else Mm -hmm. is doing. So in a lot of ways, conformity is what we do. We just conform. But God is now saying, guys, if you are going 
to be different. If you really want to innovate, if you want to change your life, you have to be an original. Stop copying, stop imitating people and be all that I created you to be. And we all know this. We have heard this many times over that there is no one who's like you. You know, yeah. you are unique. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God, but you are unique. There are not two people who are exactly the same, but yet we go through life trying to be like mm. other people. And I think one of the biggest dangers of conforming and, you know, the word itself speaks to that, like you want to fit into something is that you actually start living your life in a box. Yeah. You have this narrow view. You just see the four walls around you. You don't see much further than whatever you have conformed yourself to. So it confines you. It limits you. Your views become small and your entire view is just narrow. It's yeah. just inside that box. You fail to just look outside the window and see something different and so it really limits your entire life you can actually dive so deep into it but it's such a big danger of conformity is that you just live in a sense in isolation of just whatever is going on in your own world yeah so I, again you know like that whole idea of conforming and i think we may touch on it a little bit later is that you are trying to get into a mold and so if the box is your mold you are never going to see anything outside that yeah. box and like you rightfully said you know even right now we say hey let's innovate but if you're in a box all your innovations are limited to what's in the box. Mm. So the first step is to, hey, acknowledge that maybe I am in a box. I need to jump out of this box so that I can actually become all that I am created to be. You know, people tend to embrace conformity because it's it's safe. You know, in the box, mm. it's like I'm comfortable in my box. I know what's inside here. I don't know what's outside there. And so we, we get really comfortable in the box. So the command from God is stop it. It's almost like when he says, do not conform. It's like, hey, make up your mind today. Just stop it. Stop living your life in a box mm -hmm. if you want to be an innovative person. Definitely. And I think I love what you said earlier is that God created us all to be unique. There is no one else on earth that is ever going to be a Robin that is like this yeah. Robin kind of thing. <laughs> and so a, a danger that comes with conforming is that you actually you downplay your uniqueness and you extinguish the light of your uniqueness. You mm. stop shining. So the very thing that God placed in you for you to shine and to be set apart and to be different, you actually extinguish that. And it makes me think of the Bible where it says that no one takes a lamp. You know, this is just mm -hmm. common sense. You don't go to at home and you buy this really nice fancy lamp and you're like, oh, this is the most beautiful lamp. And then you go into your living room, you plug it in, you turn it on, and then you take a massive box and you place it over the lamp. No, it's there so that it brings light to the rest of the room, to the rest of the house. Mm. And so why do we then do that with the things that God has placed in us? There's specific things that he's put in you for you to shine, for you to be different, so that you don't conform to the patterns of this world. But because we're so accustomed to conforming, you actually take a box, a basket, a bushel, and you place it over that thing and yeah when you have a lamp you go put it somewhere that's central you go put it somewhere that like you know when there's load shedding and you have like a paraffin light you don't go hide it under a box yeah you don't take a candle you hide it under a box you go and you put it where it's going to give the most light to the people around wow i love that hey that scripture always speaks to me let your light shine yeah. and you cannot shine if you're conforming because 
conforming simply means you've put your light under a box. And one of the things that I've realized is uh, when we are conforming, we are never happy with ourselves. Mm. You know, the more you conform, the more unhappy and dissatisfied you are with self because you get caught up in this comparison trap. Mm. Am I doing it right? Am I uh, measuring up? You know, that, that whole idea of conformity means that you have made somebody else the standard. Yeah. You have made the group the standard. If the standard is, you know, I need to speak like this every day, you're going to be trying to did I get it right? Mm. Because you are trying to be something that you are not. Instead of letting the real you shine, you are conforming and that makes you unhappy. You're never good enough. Yeah, exactly. And your self-esteem goes down. So what you think is going to grow your self-esteem, it actually ends up just decaying it and, and degrading it even more. It makes me think of, you know, these um, Hollywood girly movies that I grew up watching <laughs> where, you know, there's this nerdy dorky girl and she dresses weird and she does, like, she's socially awkward and mm. she's just strange and everyone in high school thinks that she's the weirdo and then a popular kid goes and tries to get her to rebrand herself, to make herself something that looks good yeah. you know something that is not considered weird and most of the time what happens in those movies is that okay the girl she now starts dressing mm. like she starts dressing better she starts gaining popularity she has more friends at the expense of who mm. she is at the expense mm. of her values at the expense of her kindness of who she really is yeah. and that's what happens so what you think is then going to build you up actually ends up tearing you down because in most of those movies how the conclusion is she realizes oh hey actually i lost so much more than what i gained yeah. and it's a going back to fix going back to apologize going back to right the wrongs that you've made in the process of trying to build your self-esteem when actually you've just destroyed it even more so good robin you know that whole idea of trying to be like somebody else means that you lose control of your life. And I love the example that you used in those movies. Those nerdy girls probably would have had so much potential. They could have been the top of the class, mm -hmm. but while they are trying to fit in, they start neglecting the areas that they were supposed to function or uh, to focus on rather. So when we are conforming, we lose control of our lives and of our future, of our destiny. We stop pursuing our own dreams and we are pursuing somebody's dreams. We stop focusing on our own vision and we just lose perspective on who we're supposed to be. Definitely. So, Pastor Jay, this is something that I think we've all we've all fallen into this whole conformity thing and it's something that we need to be so aware of that's why i love the scripture because you know it's like it's a two-line verse but there's so much in it there's so much power in it and before we jump like headfirst into that i want to ask how do you practically stop conforming? Because it's so easy just to say, oh, stop conforming, don't conform to the patterns of this world, be yourself, be unique. But how do you actually do that? What are some of the things that we can recognize, some of the things that we can practically do to not conform? The first thing to say here, Robin, is it is actually very difficult. Mm -hmm. Like we said in our introduction, is that everybody is conforming. We quickly adopt and adapt to our surroundings. And so when you decide you want to stop conforming, you are practically going to be going against the grain. Yeah. You are going to be swimming upstream kind of thing. You're going 
against what everybody else is doing. So the first thing that I really would encourage anybody who's serious about real innovation and seizing this whole idea of conformity, you need to practice self-awareness and inner courage. Mm. That's very, very important. And when I say self-awareness, I'm speaking about just get to know you. Yeah. Because you can't step out of a box and want to shine when you don't know who you are. When you're trying to be like someone else because you like the idea of what someone else is doing. That's right. Yeah. You, you cannot innovate, rebrand yourself like you said in, in, in the movie and you're rebranding yourself to be somebody else. Yeah. So first discover who you really are. And I think we have done a lot in terms of uh, purpose, identity, what God made you to be is very, very important. And this is what self-awareness is all about. As you were just talking, I thought about, the Bible also speaks about the narrow path and mm. the broad path. There's not many people on the narrow path. And if you are going to go against the grain and you're going to decide that you do not want to conform, you want to be innovative, you want to be transformational, it's going to be on the narrow path. It's never, ever on the broad path. Sure. And so it will take courage. It's mm. going to take that even as much self-awareness, but like self-encouragement, you know, like you patting <laughs> yourself on the back and knowing your purpose, knowing your identity, knowing without a shadow of a doubt that you're not just trying to copy and paste someone else's formula into your life. Like you actually know that this is my journey to walk and it means that it's going to be difficult. It's going to be lonely at times. And so you need to stick on that narrow path. I love that idea of that inner courage. Have the courage to be different. Mm. Have the courage to stand out. Have the courage to go against the stream. You know, to build that courage, you have to believe in yourself and act in accordance to your beliefs. So if you are doubting yourself, you are not going to have the courage to stand out. Mm. So you really have to learn to believe in yourself and act according to that belief system. Which brings me to the next point. I really believe that one of the main steps to overcoming conformity is checking the narrative that you tell yourself, that mm. inner story, that inner voice. What are you telling yourself? Because if you are not aware of that inner narrative, you're going to undermine your own courage. You're not going to all of a sudden be bold and say, here I am. Yet deep inside you're telling yourself, I'm not good for this. I am a nobody. So how important is this inner narrative, Robin? I think it's so important because we spoke about this last month in influence, you know, so this is, it shows you how close these things can actually be connected mm. because we said last month and um, you used the example of someone in our church who gave a sermon and they were talking about how their daughter is starting to speak how yeah. she's starting to be influenced by you know her parents yeah. rightfully so and that we should influence our kids in the right way but from the day we born, we taught to conform, Yeah. right? It's conforming to the language that your family <laughs> speaks. It's conforming to the culture that you're in. It's yeah. all that kind of stuff. And you start to have this inner narrative without you even knowing. You start to notice the patterns, for example, in your family of, wow, my mom was divorced. My grandmother was divorced. Mm. Or maybe my dad was an alcoholic. My grandfather, my great-grandfather was an alcoholic. And in essence, you know that that's not great. You don't want to go that way, but it's a narrative that you tell yourself that, hey, yeah. if that happened to them and that happened to them, 
then it's going to happen to me. And so that becomes your inner narrative. And that's why we see these cycles in families, especially that are unbroken because you conform to it as much as you may not even want to, you just find yourself conforming to that. And so again, it's a difficult thing to fight against. Yeah. So I like what you said, because it's an inner narrative. You you don't necessarily, you may not even be aware of the fact that that's what you're telling yourself. Mm. So when it's time to innovate or to try something new, you say, that's not for me because in our family, nobody ever did that. Yeah. And, and you don't say it out loud. You know, when we say it now on the microphone, it feels like who says that to yeah. themselves? But the reality is it's an inner narrative that will produce certain fears inside of you that will hinder you from actually becoming who you are supposed to be or to change your life to become who you are supposed to be. So we have to ask ourselves, what assumptions have I been making that are false or detrimental to the change, the transformation, the innovation that I want to see in my life. Mm. And sometimes we make assumptions and it seems like it's on small things. You know, I think about people and relationships. Like you see yourself, you tell yourself the narrative of I'm not the friendliest person. Mm. You know, oh, you know, my attitude sucks sometimes. Yeah, I come off as this really gruff and aggressive person. And that's all you ever tell yourself. Yeah. And then you relate with everyone based on the narrative you tell yourself. And that's what becomes reality. Because what you see yourself as is what you'll project to those around you. And so before you know it, you're like, oh, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. But that's actually what you end up becoming. It makes me think of something that you've always taught us. You become what you behold. Whatever your focus is on, even if that focus is, I don't want to be like my dad. (laughs) Everyone says that. Like, I don't want to be like my mom who did this. I don't want to be like my dad who did this or like my family member who did this. But the more you focus on not becoming that, the more likely you are to be that and so the challenge is instead of focusing on what you don't want focus on what you do want so if you know that like hey you've got anger issues in your family instead of focusing on oh i shouldn't i shouldn't explode i shouldn't do this i shouldn't say this i shouldn't you focus on what are the things that you should do set your mind on different things That's so good, uh, Robin. And it doesn't even have to be, sometimes they're not false or detrimental assumptions. You need to just know what sort of assumptions am I making? So sometimes when we talk about innovation, the assumption is I'm not creative. Mm. You have made an assumption. You haven't even tried. Oh, this is not for me. You haven't even tried. So assumptions in general can limit you from becoming the new you. I think of where I've been finding myself for the past two years. I remember one of the things that I always used to say is children's ministry is not for me. (laughs) Youth ministry is not for me. And for the past two years, that's probably the area that I've been thriving in the most and been enjoying the most because the assumption that I had made on why children's ministry is not for me, why youth ministry is not for me has now been completely blown out the water because I was forced to come to terms with just what were completely false yeah. assumptions based on those things. Sure, that's really good. And yeah, that's a, uh, that's a deep example because now for two years, you're doing something that you're like, wow, I never thought I'll mm. do this based on the assumptions. And as we try and investigate or check the inner narrative, you need to ask yourself, what do I need to take 
ownership of instead of blaming mm. others because many times the reason why people don't change the reason why we don't innovate and try new things is because we are caught up in the blame game yeah. we're blaming like you said our parents they did this they didn't do this we always have somebody to blame and as long as we are not taking ownership we are not going mm. to transform are you being honest with yourself really, really? <laughs> <laughs> you know it makes me think of man this has been something that i've been challenged with personally you know in life is tough you have circumstances that come up and it's you have relational difficulties for example and you tend to always want to focus on what the other person is doing wrong mm. you know and it's like if you are constantly having the same issue and you're constantly <laughs> bumping up against the same thing and you keep saying but it's their fault yeah but it's if only that person didn't do that you know if only my employer wasn't like that and yet you've been employed by 10 different people <laughs> maybe you are actually the problem. the problem and that's hard to look at but it could be that your inner narrative is actually lying to you because you just need to open your eyes and see that hey you are the problem there's so much more hope when you're at least honest yeah. with yourself taking responsibility will always lead to a creative path outside the box but if you're blaming somebody you almost sit back robin and wait for somebody to do something for you it's like uh when are they going to come and change the narrative when are they going to come and take me out of this box who's going to raise the new standard so hey today we challenge you to stop conforming yeah to the patterns of this world stop maintaining the status quo maybe for a long time you've just been caught up in the status quo like this group is controlling you everything that you do is determined by somebody else it's time mm. to say i need to be me and jump out of this box definitely so pastor j i want us to do a bit of a deep dive into this scripture because mm. like i said earlier it's such a good scripture is one of those that you it's <laughs> it's a challenge but it's also full of hope because it tells us at the end like once you've done this you'll know what the good and pleasing and perfect will of god is for your life yeah. and so the jb philips bible translates it as don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold sure. and what the word conform means in the greek and i'm not going to even try and pronounce it <laughs> but it basically means to form according to a pattern or mold mm. so <laughs> the image that comes to mind is like as a child i used to love eating jelly and i still do jelly is amazing and <laughs> i used to mix the the contents of the packet with water and then i used to pour it into these different molds and i remember specifically having this rabbit mold and so obviously once it's hardened and you tip it out what you left with is jelly that's in the form of a rabbit yeah. and that was so cool and that's basically what this scripture is saying don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold and that is what the whole world is trying to do yeah so when you talk about being squeezed into a mold i always think of this idea when i came into leadership everybody used to talk about if you are a round plug don't allow somebody to try and put you into a square hole and in my mind because i've done a little bit of electronics it's it's like almost impossible you can't do that but the reality is we go through life trying to force ourselves into the mold or we allow the world to squeeze us into a mold that we're never meant 
to be. Definitely. And so what I find fascinating about this very world that the scripture is telling us not to conform to is that when you look at what's happening in the world right now, you know, it's all about not conforming or Mm. so it seems. They say, be you, be your unique self. You know, look at the LGBTQ plus community. It's like, be who you truly are. Be your true self. Let it come out. You know, you were born this way, whatever it is. But if you actually look at it, unless you agree with that, unless you are for that, unless you are willing to let your child, and I know this is going deep, but unless you're willing to let your three-year-old or four-year-old decide that they're going to have a sex change or whatever, you are considered like this pariah. You're considered as this horrible, horrible person. So the whole world of saying no, don't conform, yeah. but it's only when it's according to their standards. Sure. It's they want you to conform to their standard. With their standard may be completely wrong. It may be contrary to everything that we've ever believed and what the word of God tells us is right and true and pleasing to God. But if you don't conform, to what they are saying, you're going to be canceled. You're going to be taken out. And that's kind of scary. And for me, what is even more frightening is I've heard more and more Christians kind of take on some of the language, kind of take on some of the belief systems of this current world, this current culture. And it makes me think of the message translation of the scripture that says about that whole don't conform to the patterns of the world. It says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Wow. That's what conformity does in the long run. You become so accustomed, you become so well adjusted to the things around you that you don't even think, your conscience is seared. You don't even think that anything is wrong with the very thing that you're fitting into. So good, Robin. You know, when you were talking about this, I was really grabbed by this idea of the world says don't conform but they want you to conform Mm. to what they are saying. And this is what the scripture is actually saying. We must not conform to what the world is saying or dictating to us. And, And the thought that came into my mind is that God doesn't say stop conforming to the world and conform to me. And I think we'll talk about it tomorrow. But it's interesting that he's actually not trying to put us in a mold because he doesn't say stop conforming to the world and conform to this pattern. He actually says don't conform but be transformed. In other words, he's saying don't conform at all. Just just be who you really are supposed to be. You know, Pastor Jay, the same Greek word for conform is found in only one other place in scripture. In 1 Peter 1 verse 14, it says, and I think it goes perfectly with what you're saying, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which mm. were yours in your ignorance. It's saying now you are no longer ignorant. As Christians, we should no longer conform to these worldly things, to these former lusts, to these current lusts even, I think, because we know the truth. And so for me, I would say, you know, if you're an unbeliever, I don't expect, you know, you to get this really. But if you profess Jesus, you cannot conform to the things which maybe you didn't know because you're ignorant. You Now you no longer are ignorant. Sure. So do not conform to this. Yo, you've just gone nuclear here and I'm feeling like, my goodness me, we need to close the podcast in prayer or something. 
Well done. That's a really powerful point. And yeah, stop conforming because this is not the way you're supposed to be living your life. And I remember you were sharing with me earlier another scripture that fits perfectly well to this idea of not conforming because in Psalm 1, you were quoting that, if you can go into that, I, I think we see what it means to actually stop conforming so that mm. we can be transformed. So obviously in the two scriptures that we've shared from Romans and from 1 Peter, Paul and Peter are talking about Christians not conforming to the world, that the Christian and the world are not supposed to be in the same mold. Like we're not supposed to look the same. We should not allow ourselves to be pressed or to be squeezed in to these customs, principles or whatever of the world. And Psalm 1 verse 1 talks about the blessed man. Mm. The blessed man resists being conformed to the pattern of the world. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. So you are blessed when you don't conform. You are blessed. That's powerful. So deep. I've got nothing to add. It just feels like (laughs) this is like the perfect way to end the podcast because the world is telling you, you need to conform. Mm. And they almost give you the impression that when you conform to our standards, when you conform to our patterns, then you're living the life. And that's, that's what we're all trying to do. When I start dressing like so-and-so, when I start doing things the way they do it, then I have arrived. Mm. And the scripture is actually saying, no, my friend, definitely when you stop trying to conform, that's when you are really Exactly. Blessed. So the world is trying to tell you that you're missing out on a blessing. You're missing out on prosperity or happiness, sure. right? Uh-huh. By, <laughs> by rejecting the things that they think are important, by rejecting the things that they think are it, when actually God is telling us and we are telling you guys today that you are blessed when you submit to what God is saying about this conformity thing. You should have told me that you wanted to go this deep because now I just feel like you've just opened another world. Let's talk about even just, you know, you want to live your life pure and holy, keep yourself for marriage. Everybody who is sleeping around is saying, you don't know what you're missing yeah. on. And they're telling you, you are missing out. But the reality is God is saying, you are blessed because you're not doing what they Definitely, doing. definitely. So again, it's the narrow path. It's the narrow path. Everyone is telling you that this is okay. Everyone is telling you that, oh, this is the fun road to be on. You know, there's a song about it, the highway to hell kind of thing. (laughs) When in actual fact, the blessing is found by walking the narrow path. And so we hope that you guys have been encouraged by this today. It got really deep, which is awesome. I love it when it gets this deep. And so do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. And tomorrow we're going to be taking it to the next level which is the next part of the scripture, be transformed, Mm. be transformed. And so Pastor Jay, I know you love transformation. So don't miss it because tomorrow Pastor Jay is going to be preaching to us. (laughs) He's going to be telling us all about transformation. And so we want to encourage you guys, subscribe, follow, share this with someone. And until tomorrow, let's keep growing.